FYI, this podcast contains spoilers. Hey everybody, welcome to episode 153 of the podcast that goes snicked. Snicked. We're your hosts, Jason and Denise Venable, and we have... All the way from the land of Ing, from the Intercomics podcast, the wonderful Dan the Wham Cole. Hey, Dan. Hello, uh, the land of Ing. As it sounds magical, like with <laughs> <laughs> not so. Fairy tale world. <laughs> oh, isn't it? <laughs> Arthur Peter Pan's flying yeah, all over the so. place. Yeah. And Tinkerbells and <laughs> Lost Boys. Little fairies. And, Tinkerbells. Yeah. But we have them all. We have them all. <laughs> Anyway, how you doing, Dan? I'm all good, actually. I'm uh, perfectly happy and snug and warm, this land of England. So, oh, nice. Yeah. Um, so what I'm in how Dan... about you guys? Oh, we're good. We're very good. We're uh, actually in the middle of a remodel, um, getting yeah. ready for the for the baby. So, we had to, We're making a comic book room. <laughs> yes. That's what I like to tell people, and then I love to see them raise one eyebrow and go, what? <laughs> yeah. So we have like a half attic <laughs> off of Ethan's room, um, and we're turning it into a, a room room with yeah. like temperature control and all that. And I'm going to move all my comics in there so we can use the room that all my comics have been in yeah. for the nursery. So That's fair. Yeah. It's, it's unfortunate. The comics will get jealous, I imagine, of the um, child. Probably, so. yeah. Yeah, but they're getting their own like 130 square foot space. <laughs> yeah. They are going to be chilling and relaxing. Yeah. That temp- temperature controlled. I right. want a temperature controlled room. Mine goes from like icebox to super hot in Harbin. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, I've, uh, I've asked Dan to come on and talk about all new Wolverine number one. And so that's what we're going to do. Yeah. So thank you, Dan, for, for coming on the show again. I appreciate it. It's going to be hard to live up for that epic Secret Wars two-parter, but uh, we'll do the best we can. <laughs> I saw flashbacks. Um, yes, right. <laughs> this is new stuff. And speaking of new stuff, um, this is written by Tom Taylor with art by uh, David Lopez and David Navarro. Or never rot. That'd be good for a zombie apocalypse. I never rot. There yep. you go. All right. Uh, Nathan Fairbairn is the colorist. Uh, VC's Corey Pettit Woo-hoo! does the letters. And then Manny Meteros does the production design. Do you know what that means, Dan? Uh, I just imagine it's the guy who just goes, this is how it will look at the <laughs> end. But, um... He's like a music producer. Yeah. More cowbell! Yeah. Um... <laughs> And then the cover is by a uh, Bingle or Bingal. Like the tiger. Yes, like the is tiger. He of course from um I guess he's been doing some Batgirl stuff, or at least annuals or whatever. But uh so what do we have on the cover, Dan? By the we have, tiger. I w- I would say it's a very classic Wolverine pose, but it's actually not Wolverine. Well, technically it is Wolverine. Oh god, I'm confused. It is um, now <laughs> We have our titular um, all-new Wolverine doing her best. Look at me, I'm very angry. Here's some really pointy butcher's knives um, <laughs> at the camera. And I've only just noticed that uh, the Wolverine title has two slash marks in it. 
Yes. Which I think isn't needed, but it's there. It, it look, actually, all, it looks like the all-new spray paint is weighing down those letters. It does, slightly. like it's pushing down the middle letters. Also, but, um, I really like it. Yeah, I like it a lot, too. Uh, did you notice... Yeah, did you notice that her claws make a W? Holy... They do! <laughs> no, I didn't. No, I didn't. That was it's actually, obvious. That was one of the first things I noticed, and I went, that's sweet. Yeah. So it's, here I am. I'm Wolverine. <laughs> Read them and weep. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, I, don't know, I just really like it. I just think the, the whole orange red crimson behind her just really works it, it just feels it like yeah like she really is coming at you and this really is something that we should stand up and have a look at yeah i feel like i'm about to get stabbed so that's a good good cover yeah so it'll be interesting have you read um before we get into it much have you read much tom taylor i know he does he's been doing he's been one of the writers on grayson right yeah, I read. I haven't read his Injustice, but I believe it was him that went on to F two after Robson. Oh, okay. Uh, um, Robinson, not Robson. Robson, Robinson left, and I remember just going, "This is way too violent now." <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> like Superman's literally ripped a guy's arm off and beaten him to death with his own arm. So um, oh. I was like, oh, "Is that that Tom Taylor?" Because <laughs> It's not as vi- it's not as violent as I was expecting. <laughs> but um, yeah, yeah. I've I've read bits that yeah, not much. I haven't read much of him either. I recognize the name, but I don't. I couldn't recall anything other than I feel like he was on Grayson, but honestly, I kind of not reading that anymore. So I wasn't real sure. So it went. Unfortunately, like a lot of DC books, kind of went on the wayside for me. But um. Yeah, we'll see what he does here. Um, we have a pretty cool title page. Um, we have our logo again. And we have, I guess that's a scene from one of the pages. And it's Notre Dame. Yeah, and it starts off with Snicked. And then we have our X-23 was created to be a weapon. For a time, that's all she was. But Laura Kinney escaped that life with the help of the man she was cloned from. The man who became her mentor, the Wolverine. Tragically, the Wolverine has fallen and the mantle has been left empty. Laura will live as Logan's legacy and she will fight for her brighter future. She will leave her old life behind to make a new one. She is the all-new Wolverine. So that's where we start from. I have a, I have a, I have a problem. Already? Um, okay. With, with, with being like a, a Laura fan and read... Um, I, I first, obviously... When did you guys first see the clone of Wolverine? I actually literally watched her on her creation on the X Men Evolution cartoon. That's where she comes from. Okay. I um, I saw that episode, but um, I remember seeing her in NYX, which I don't know if anyone remembers. That's such a beautiful uh, book. But Wolverine, if I remember, literally drops her off at Xavier's school and goes, "Here you go, kid," and then leaves. None of this slice of men are in bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> and then he then he hires her to be an X Force, a killing group. So I'm sorry. No, he's not like some kindly old man. No, well, yeah. he just left her to her own devices. <laughs> I understand. They're trying to. He's died, so they're trying to pick him up in the afterlife. Well, but after that, he was. He was nice to us. Yeah, I and trying to be like, hey, you have to learn kind of how to like reconcile these different parts of yourself and stuff like that. Kind of have to try to be a a somewhat normal, balanced person as much as as Wolverine can 
take anybody in that direction. <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, I actually enjoyed kind of towards the end there, their relationship before he died. And we'll see some of that again in this book in a nice little flashback. Yeah, so, Dan, what do we start off with? Well, you know, you know, I'm sorry, before we get to that, I know no, you talked about how when you first met her, what are your overall, let's kind of just go around the, around the table, what's everyone's kind of overall impressions, opinion of X-23 or Laura or the all-new Wolverine as a character, where she comes from? And then you talked um, a little bit about when you first kind of met her, but... Well, it was interesting as a, like, a... Oh God, I can't remember when that cartoon was out, like, early 2000. It's a long time ago. I was still probably a teenager, though. Um, but it was interesting to be like, all right, so the cartoons decided to make a clone of Wolverine, and then all of a sudden she appears in the um, comic books. Um, for me, she beca- becomes more successful in when she's not with Logan. I think her running New X-Men... When she sort of like had feelings for Hellion, and I just really adored that book, even though uh, Yost and because Yost and Craig Kyle is it Craig Kyle and Christopher Yost? I think so. Yeah. No, I think it's that um, one. They created her, and I really like the Innocence Lost storyline, the miniseries they had, which sort of delves into her background and how she was basically designed. And I like the conceit that only a female clone survived. I was kind of like, female Wolverine, are we still in this sort of age where we have to make female versions <laughs> of... Um, but, I, but I do think Laura has kind of like gone in a different path. She, in fact, we talked about, before this, we talked about Batman and Robin Eternal, and they have uh, Cassandra Kane in it, the silent assassin. And right. Laura, to me, to begin with, kind of came across like a... Cassandra Kane Batgirl where she was kind of mute and was just utterly deadly right. and she even had like a trigger scent that hadn't been deprogrammed off her so if you threw, if someone threw the trigger scent she would murder you basically <laughs> if you had that <laughs> and I've, I found that quite limiting for the cast and it didn't really um, ingratiate me with her at all and when Clement got his little sticky hands on, on her um, when he was doing I can't write X-Men anymore but I'm on every book in the <laughs> sort of mid-2000s um, he kind of really ruined a lot about her and I was so glad that she was putting a teen book not because she's a teen but because it allowed her to walk away from the shadow of this is Wolverine's clone right? and she's just I'm the badass of this team I am literally yes she's the Wolverine character in her own right and she it felt like from that moment onwards she was given a like with the original creators you know, guiding her was given a proper voice for once and I've been really enjoying like her appearances and Bendis really did some great work with her and this I think uh, it's time for her to get the big the big shoes on now and uh, take over the mantle and we can forget Logan altogether well. yay <laughs> We'll see. But yes, I agree. I like her a lot, too. Um, I enjoyed her uh, two miniseries. I probably read more. I probably came more from that side than from the new X-Men side. I since have gone back and read those, but I didn't really read them when they came out. But her miniseries, now her solo series from the uh, mid-2000s. Yeah, Marjorie Liu started it, I think. And it started off really good and then kind of, well, they just kind of ran out of stuff to say about her. So I'm, I'm hoping that curse is lifted as we've kind of expanded, 
and she's grown as a character that that will have kind of a longer run. Now, that's kind of my hope is that, regardless of what does or doesn't happen with Old Man Logan or you know a resurrection of Wolverine proper or whatever years from now, I hope that this book will establish Laura as a Wolverine legacy character, like for good. Like I'd, I'd love to see her always kind of be this. Like the Wally West of the uh, right Wolverine world. Yeah, exactly. So, and Denise, what are your overall thoughts on Laura? So, when I was first introduced to Laura, I hated the character. I I was hoping they'd kill her off instead of Wolverine. <laughs> um, and part of it was because I thought she was kind of bratty and kind of I'm having a pity party for one, but everyone should be invited. But the more they've done character development on her the more I've enjoyed her as a character to the point now where I'm actually excited to see her as a Wolverine. I don't, I don't know how I will feel about her taking over the name of Wolverine, but we'll see. I think it all depends on how the book gets written out. Right. Now to be fair, Denise's, she never really read her until I made her a reader. Yeah. And so her kind of whole, whole big picture of Laura would be mostly the Bendis stuff. From yeah. all new X Men, yeah, and then the the terrible, terrible Wolverine's mini yes. weekly series. Oh my god, you made someone read that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that yeah. was me. <laughs> You're, get a divorce. That's, that's divorce grounds. That is. Well, and I will admit, take the house, take everything. Right. It it, uh, <laughs> it took me like months before I realized that because. I don't know. I guess when I asked Jason, so she's got two claws. And he goes, yeah, and she's got a claw that comes out of her foot. I thought she's only got one claw that comes out of one foot. What the hell? That's the <laughs> weirdest thing I've ever heard. And then when I realized, oh, it's one claw in each foot, that makes more sense. Yes. You're so pretty. Yeah. <laughs> I um, I still, I still can't get over the um, one claw in each foot thing because I, not squeamish at all, but if like I watch a horror film or something, and then something happens to someone's foot. I go, I go, Ugh. and so when I see her popping claws out of her foot, I'm like, Ugh. every time. <laughs> My so, question is, is it an ingrown like, toenail? Because <laughs> <laughs> no, it just, it comes out of, like in between yeah. two of her toes, right? Like I the, guess. the yeah. yeah. If, uh, if I, I had like, to take a guess, uh, it, it comes out between like the first two toes and the last three toes, like right in the middle. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, oh, if, if, if the hand claws come out of the back of the hand, I guess it comes out of the top of the foot. That that's, just, uh, just that's kind of worse. <laughs> well, wait. Let's think about this for a second. Her let's, claw. Let's think about a, a no, claw no, 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 no. slowly cutting through the top of no, your foot. No, and sh- that, no. Her claw is always drawn where it's a good what eight to twelve inches long, <laughs> <laughs> and I seriously doubt her foot is that long. So where the hell does this thing go? She's got big feet. I got big feet, and I still couldn't have a claw that long. It's like a flip knife. It's more like a flip knife, right. and it just flips out. Like one of those old Transformers toys. It would have made more sense if the claw came out the like her calf, like out the back of the calf. Oh, that would be weird. <laughs> what would make more sense to me is if she just had the two in the hand right. and no foot claw. Well, we had to stick that third one somewhere. You don't need a foot. I think it visually, I think it's... it's it, it's more striking to just have the two. Um, I think it does look a little bit more. I know it kind of looks like in some of the pictures when, when we look, it kind of looks like she's holding like a knuckle duster with knives on it. Right. But um, 
I do like the visual of the two claws as opposed to the three. I think it does uh, enough to sort of visually identify her as something completely different, with her claws being a little bit shorter as well than his. At least in this and, book, yeah. So, um, but yeah, the one in the foot. The only time, and I remember distinctly in I think it's Innocence Lost, where um, she pretends to be a young um, disabled girl at a benefit and it's the first time she uses a foot claw and she just like jumps and slices people's heads off of it and I'm like foot claw? (laughs) It's horrible (laughs) It's like a deadly weapon (laughs) I feel like it's used to good effect in this book we'll we'll get there Alright, so to the comic at hand Dan, what what do we start off with? Well, um, our good old uh, hero or heroine, Laura, she's running about Paris in the rain in an amazing trench coat, may I add. She knows how to accessorize, that's for sure. <laughs> and she's coming to, on the first page, she's practically just storming away past a bald guy, beating him up, as you do, because he pulled a gun at her. Why not? Um, and then it looks like she's actually come to save someone who is about to get assassinated. Right. And then, like, she takes a few, but let's let's be honest, she takes a lot of bullets. Yeah, she um, does. To the point where I now question whether she may ha- may or may not have an Antimantium's gun. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, she takes a few bullets and one directly to the head, which um, leaves her unconscious for our next scene. Because it is really good. I don't know about you guys, but this book has a pace to it. I did yes. not know it was 30, 32 pages long, is it? Yeah. Um, it's like proper boom, 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 no, on, and, on yeah. it. Like, um, and that whole first scene like looks great. Even her getting shot in the head. like It's cool because you see the panel with like the laser sight or whatever, with a little dot on her forehead. Yeah. You're, yeah. Like, you're like, oh shit. And then <laughs> then the, the, the shot of her getting shot and falling down, like, it's not too graphic, but it's very powerful. Like, you're like, oh wow, she got messed up. And um, you're like, hey Laura, so you know like she's gonna wake up and it's kind of the blackout. But instead of waking up, she has like this dream sequence in this like burning field of flowers. And she, she uh, sees Wolverine, and this is from our uh, Uncanny X-Force days, when they're in the black and gray uniforms, and that stupid... I never really lied to her, like... Red eyes? Mid, no, and the red eyes are fine, because it, oh. it's part of the mask. Oh, they? Kind of the mid-drift, like, Wolverine suit. Yeah. I was never a big fan of that. I'm not a big fan of the red eyes. I think she's trying nah. to be the crow. <laughs> yeah. But I actually really, really enjoyed this. Um, I guess it's four pages of her kind of having a mental chat with her memory of Wolverine. And I thought it was really cool, kind of setting up kind of that relationship I talked about. The good part of the relationship where he was kind of a mentor and tried to like show her that you don't have to be the monster that you were raised to be. Uh, what did y'all think of this this four-page scene? I come at it because, um, unfortunately, um, Cyclops was right. But um, <laughs> I come at it with the fact that I still consider Logan or the people who have written him recently to make Logan like a hypocrite. Mm-hmm. Um, morally superior Wolverine doesn't really suit me. But, however, it does work because it has no... Um, it goes to the core of what Laura is, of what they both are, essentially. And I thought it was quite a nice detail of... 
I think the suit, the whole flashback in X Force costumes is just you know it could have been anything. I don't like the red eyes either. They're stupid. <laughs> um, but um, I think it's a really nice sort of for new readers. Like I could just hand it to someone, I think, and I think this flashback will give them an understanding of the past of right. this character and what you know what connection. Not just she's a clone, but what actual emotional connection she has to Wolverine. And I think that was a nice sort of slide in there. Also, Wolverine's in it, therefore I might sell some more, more copies. So. Oh, right, right. <laughs> well, also, I think it kind of, like you said or hinted at, it kind of establishes the legacy. Like, yeah. this is who she's kind of doing this for or in memory of or whatever. And, and what what does he mean? Why why does he mean so much that she's going to take the name? And this kind of helps establish like what they meant to each other. And oh, I just thought his advice to her about you know they tried to program you to be this. That's that's the easy road, or you can fight it a little bit, work a little harder, and do something else. And I just thought that was a cool conversation. And I I really like where he talks about how you know they could have picked someone better to clone you from. Right. Um, you know, I probably wasn't the best choice. And um, because you may not be as mean as me, but you're every bit as stubborn. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> I, just thought, I thought it was cool. And also, um, you know, we'll talk more about the art kind of as we go through this. But I like that during some of these panels, Laura's a little um, stouter than maybe yeah. we've seen her in the past and has a little, her physique is not, obviously, it's not going to be exactly like Wolverine's, but it's closer than maybe what we've seen her drawn like before, and I, I enjoyed that touch as well. I like the fact that she looks more um, athletic woman than right. sexy, horrible. Like when you, some of the drawings I've seen of her where she's supposed to be 16, 17, 18, right? She's like that age group. Somewhere in there. Uh, right. And um, some of those pictures, I'm like, uh, really? Do they have to have their bow man to their breasts in the same <laughs> Like sort of, ah, oh, and this doesn't work, and it's not right because she's a young girl. It's kind of like the Kamala Khan was the, the way forward of having someone with like an actual, you know, teenage sort of realistic expectations. And I think what right. they've done here is obviously she's very athletic and she has had certain enhancements, so it looks. But she looks like she could handle herself. She doesn't look like a Barbie doll who just it happens to have Wolverine claws, <laughs> right. which I think is that's why I really like and I I adore. Um, David Lopez's art anyway uh, he drew the best um, Mockingbird ever in his Mockingbird and Hawkeye series so oh. I'm on board for, I'm on board for the art so, as well as the story but right. the art helped once we get it uh, one of my favorite probably nominate this for Snicked of the Year where they, they snicked at the same time thought that was pretty cool so yeah I, I don't know I, just, I really enjoyed that scene but of course she wakes up and uh, she's got a little bug in her ear. Someone's talking to her. I thought the panel of her kind of jolting awake was really cool. Like that whole page. Yeah, it's very realistic. My, I love the sorry my brain is knitting back together comment. It's just <laughs> amazing. I was like, you are badass. Like, literally. It's very badass. matter of fact. I was like, I'm so glad that you are. I'm so glad she's been written in that sort of sense. Um, obviously, we'll get to it, but... This is not like a dwindling wallflower. This feels like uh, she is an action hero in her own book. And obviously we'll get to more of that later on. But I just love that that piece of dialogue. Yeah, it's right. my favorite piece of dialogue in the entire book. <laughs> 
And I really like this part where we get the reveal. Um, of course, it's still raining, and she's walking up the Eiffel Tower, and she pulls off her trench coat. She's like, I'm done blending in. I want these people to know who's coming at them. And the panel of her pulling the cowl over her face is a great panel. Mm-hmm. It, just, it looks great. The art's great. The, the color work in this book is also fantastic. But yeah, and then she goes, I want them to see the Wolverine coming. And we get a nice full page spread, a double snicked, and just her standing in the rain in her new Wolverine uniform. Just a great, badass page. You have all the people around her, like, taking pictures on their phones and stuff. And just kind of like, oh, yeah, definitely. And it's just kind of like, hey, all right, this is it. This is, this is the new Wolverine revealing herself kind of to the world. Just a really cool page. And this is another great example of the way they're drawing her and her body type. Just looks, like I said, it's not exactly like Wolverine, but that is who she's cloned from. And it's kind of with the more, like you said, athletic, with the kind of the bigger thighs and just kind of, she's a little squattier than we've seen. And I just really enjoyed that. And thought it made her different and made her um, unique, but also kind of reconnected her to Wolverine on a physical sense besides just, personality-wise. So I thought that was cool. Well, I have a question. Okay. Sorry to put in. I apologize. You know, she puts a, pulls a mask over and she has no uh, white eyes. Um, and then she has white eyes, the classic Wolverine white eyes. Um, <laughs> do, do the glass lenses, like, slip down after you pulled the mask on, do you think? Like, the white lenses? That's or, a very good lenses? question. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. Because I was like, I was like it would be nice... I know it's the iconic, you know, yeah, white. No, you're right. But the whole rest of the comic, that's what we get. We get the white eyes. No, I take that back. And that one panel. There is one where she jumps. Well, we get there in a minute. But there is one where we see her pupils again. So I guess it's just a visual flair. Yeah. Just, it's probably easier to draw. <laughs> well, and I think, you know, when you can show the eyes, you you have a sense of emotion Whereas the panels where she they don't show the eyes, the sense of emotion comes from everything in the background and her mm-hmm. stance. And so I think that the artist's choice of using not the white eyes is because when the pupils weren't drawn in, you couldn't tell the emotion of the character at that moment yeah. in time. But I love this panel. I love... I'm with you, Dan. I love that she's more athletic because seriously you don't need like triple d's to make a character strong not everything needs to snake that's for sure no Um. but is it cold outside you're kind of snicked in there um oh wow i'm cutting that phrase Um. (laughs) but from a marketing standpoint this is just my my marketing hat i was bummed that this page was not the last page Ooh, I can see that. It would be a good cliffhanger, yeah. like a good reveal. But I feel like it fit in a good place in the story, though. It did, but like I was reading this on the iPad, and when I got to this page, I was like, oh, that's awesome. And then when I flipped, I was like, oh, it's not over. <laughs> I was like, this would have made the best end page. And and then she would have to wear the awesome trench coat for longer. Therefore, yes. The reason I love it so much is because it matches the boots. Yes, yes. it does. I just thought it was a really nice design. How do like, we feel about the boots? What's our what's our feelings on the on the old school Wolverine boots? I like them. I think she looks amazing in this co- this costume. Just yeah, it looks great on her. 
like yeah. the colours and everything that they've done. The belt, I was like, ugh, is it brown, really? <laughs> oh, <laughs> not yeah, it kind of yeah. is. It but I was be... like, I, it kind of works. It kind of works. <laughs> um, but I generally think the whole... Well, is it, though? Because in the other panels, it looks kind of like the old school red Wolverine belt. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. But in that one panel there, it just looks... It's probably just because um, the way they've lit it. Right. Because obviously we're, we're seeing it from the point of view of being blinded by all the paparazzi, I suppose. Yeah. So it'd be forward shadowed. You know what? It kind of alternates. Red. So I don't know. Just give it another quick flip through. It kind of goes back and forth. But I think the boots are amazing. And I can't wait to see loads of people cosplay this one. <laughs> um, not in like a day, man. No, no, no. I'm, I'm with you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but I think okay. I think it'd be just a great because I think this is gonna be great for like young readers, like yes. young female readers. And I just think it's. I'm just so happy that she's sort of she looks like a real person. Her costume is really eye catching and can be cosplayed, which is like really important these days, apparently. Right. And um, <laughs> she's written so far. She's been written in a way where she's not are all demeaned but because of her um, gender. She's written like the male counterpart of an action book, if that makes sense. Right. Um, I don't, and I'm, I'm kind of digging the vibe of, like, that's just completely and utterly run with it and completely empowering. This is the entire... That's what this screams, this panel screams to me, is it? this is your Wolverine, people. Right. This you is who you cheer for. It. Yeah. <laughs> so, and I, I just... I generally, I generally think that's a great way to um, sell it, sell the book. I agree. No, I thought that was a very exciting page, uh, just just all around. Um, of course, she runs up to the top of the tower, and we get a classic... <laughs> wouldn't be a Wolverine book without someone sniffing the air at least yeah. once. She's like, I know you're there, and we have our mystery assailant. What do you think of the design of this um, assassin? Either eh. of you. Eh. All right. <laughs> I laughed. But anyway, when I, I, feel, I was kind of like, oh, dear. I feel um, like, they got Wolverine right, but yeah. I feel like someone went in their closet and was like, I need to be a ninja. I need to be a ninja. What can I put together that looks like a ninja? I got army boots, and I got some hockey gear, and yeah. Yeah. So what do you think of the, this mark on the forehead, Dan? You got any uh, any prophetic utterances you want to reveal to us on that? Well, um... Obviously, it looks a little Black Widow-ish. But... Yeah, the, the thing, the thing, the, the thing that throws me is that unfortunately, it kind of looks like a New Fifty Two Batman villain these days, and it kind of looks like a, something from the nineties. But I'm going to say that the hourglass is how much, how long they've got left to live. Oh, see, I, th- uh, I kind of got a sinister vibe. Yeah. Ah, sinister. That actually, that actually works a lot more. Well, you know, and if you take that, if you take the hourglass and flip them, you can make a triangle. Yeah. <laughs> so, or a diamond, I mean. So I don't know. That'll be interesting. And of course, we know. Well, that may or may not relate to kind of the reveal at the end of the book. So mm-hmm. I don't know. But I thought it was interesting. So we have this fight. Of course, it's a pretty cool fight, and Wolverine is. Um, Head button her and she breaks her arm and uh, she's like, she kind of stops. It kind of stops her. She's like, um, "How come you're not like screaming or?" <laughs> I'm it hurt. And we get the nice close up of of the mask with with what is definitely obviously in that one an hourglass and the 
the bleeding from the eyeballs, and she's like, nothing hurts. <laughs> Which is just hardcore. Then uh, the police show up, and they're all freeze. Uh, freeze. <laughs> since, it's, since it's France. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> but in this... In- in this in this world, everyone's just be free. I feel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what else would you say? Then we get an interesting little turn. So Laura Wolverine has uh, stopped the assassin, but the assassin says, "I failed." He's in the car calling the drone. And I feel like this is really genuinely surprising to Wolverine because she's like, "Whoa, what? No, I stopped you." <laughs> like, what do you that, mean, that drone? Panel. There is no part B. <laughs> That, that panel where she says what, it's just, it just makes me, I don't know why it makes me smile. I feel like um, I, you could use it as a gif or something when right. people ask you questions. And you know. <laughs> yeah. So we see the drone drive by and our would-be assassin jumps off the tower. Head first. Head first. And then what, is, what does our Wolverine do? Well, she's crazy because she clearly <laughs> can't catch up with her. But she decides to do a <laughs> leap off in... I, I miss comics that do the uh, ghosting. Yes, um, I enjoyed sort of that. action and ghosting. But she leaps off. So I have um, a question. Is she, does she leap off because she's trying to get away from the cops? Yeah. Okay. So she's not trying to pull a Matrix thing where she's trying to... She can catch him. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't think she's trying to catch the assassin. I think she's trying to make her getaway. She's like, Technically, she would fall faster, wouldn't she? I guess so, <laughs> yeah. She, yeah, she, she'd be heavier, I would think. But she's like, be ready on three. One, two, three. And I was like, I don't know. I don't really know what she's doing. Because we don't yeah. know at this point who she's talking to. Like, you know, she's got so- someone that's on the other end of a headset somewhere. But, um. Well, see, I kind of thought, like, hey, I'm going to jump and die. So you need to, like, scoop me up <laughs> off the floor and take me wherever I need to go. Right, you know, let me heal, whatever. But she's like, no, I said three. <laughs> and then that panel of her, when we see the eyes again, we see her pupils. She's like, any time now. <laughs> that was great. I just really loved this whole page and kind of the, the triptych panel layout was really nice. It, just, it looked really good. And then we find out who she's talking to. So who, who swoops in? Angel. Yep. It's her, uh, it's her new boy toy, Angel. Um, with his all new light wings again. Um, I don't know what's going on with that, but anyway, <laughs> that's we'll a, talk about that that's later. a leftover from um, oh, Black Vortex. Yes, Black Vortex. I'm just sat there going, "What's wrong with <laughs> this picture?" <laughs> anyway, I'll go with it because his dialogue's hilarious. Um, I really, it's, really it's... enjoyed their interaction. I'm just saying the just counting to three when I don't know exactly where you are and gravity's involved is a terrible idea. It just made me chuckle because I was like, that's true. That's what would happen. You you can tell they have relationship banter. It's not just mm-hmm. like friendship banter. It's like, um, really? I like how you're he-manning that word. Bantor. Well... <laughs> 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 oh. Yes, but yeah, so Angel Angel swoops into the rescue. She's like, send me an angel. <laughs> I can't believe you went there. Right now. 
Oh dear. <laughs> Editing. Oh, no way. <laughs> so they're going to go after the drone, but they are too late. The drone blows up the car. Yeah. It's more like a massive bomber than a drone, the way it's drawn. It looks right? like a yeah. sky ship. It's got like a Death Star laser or something. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was sat there thinking because when she said drone, I was you know she actually calls it a Reaper drone later, um, and I was like that is not unless in the Marvel universe the Reaper drones are like made out of like titanium and hover above cities. It's not a drone. That's like yeah. a warship. Yeah, it's definitely military grade drone. It's not the not the drone you buy at the spy store or whatever, no. whatever no. for Christmas. Well, considering she jumps on this thing later on in the book and it's bigger than she is. Right. Yeah. So, um, I have a little question about, uh, about Laura's weight and not to be all like female body image, but actually her physical mass and density with the metal skeleton and all that. Cause Angel is kind of just barely holding on to her. <laughs> He's pretty much carrying her with his fingers. I just thought that was a little interesting. Yes, but he's also Black Vortex Angel, so he's... Oh, that's true. So maybe he's super strong. He's a cosmic. Yeah. But then mm. I literally just read All New X-Men. I'm reading it again, and um, he and his counterpart destroy an entire army of Hydra, and he manages to slam into, even though his bones are supposed to be hollow, <laughs> according to his mutation, he slams into and smashes Hydra tanks. I'm like, no, you'd smash into it and die, like any bird that flies into an island. Right. <laughs> Um, so I'm, I'm going to give him mutants have more strength than normal humans. Um, ah, you're going back to the old school X-Men days where every mutant yep. is strong, no matter what. <laughs> no matter your mutation. Well, he does have a stupid um, mask thing. Yeah, it's... I don't know about you guys. It looks like it's like clamped onto his face. Right. Is it the way it's chunky? But It's very old school, I... Angel. It's just those two bits on his cheeks that seem to protrude out. I just, I, I can't. And the color scheme, I, I don't like it. I just don't like it. Just it's to like... keep him from smiling so he doesn't eat bugs. <laughs> <laughs> now I know they serve a purpose. Uh, I accept them all. All right. Well... <laughs> <laughs> Who needs to smile when they fly? That's right. true. That's for sure. So anyway, they, they chase down the drone and we get some more good um, banter between them. <laughs> and um, Angel's like, um, I, I, I don't want to lose you. <laughs> and Wolverine's like, now? Really? <laughs> We're going to have this conversation now? I like his point too, though. He's like, well, if not now, well, then what? After you get vaporized by the drone? A little late then. Yeah. <laughs> May I add that I love the fact that um, Angel's playing the part of superhero girlfriend number one. Yes. I, I generally thinking, uh, I generally really like that. I thought that was really nicely done. Yeah, I thought it was too. Like he he basically he plays the love interest in this book, and yeah. it's you know and it works though. It feels really natural. They together seem pretty cool. It's funny to think about how much. Um, Old man Wolverine would turn in his grave if he knew his clone was dating Angel. Right. <laughs> but they never really got along all that well. But I thought it was. I, I thought everyone fancied Angel. I thought it was just like a given. He just walks into a room and everyone's like, "Yep." 
<laughs> no, I think Wolverine thought he was a dick. Yeah. Uh, Iceman. Now that's <laughs> right. <laughs> Especially now. Yeah. <laughs> Good old Iceman. <laughs> that was one of my favorite parts about the Uncanny Six Hundred, where they're like the two Icemen look at each other after their little personal conversation, and they're like, "Well, yeah, but Angel's hot, right?" And they're both like, "Yeah." yeah. <laughs> one of them should have mentioned maybe not with the shiny wings, but um, right. <laughs> Because they terrify me. I thought he just getting ready for Christmas. I don't know. Put a what? star on I want, it. Yeah, I want, I want him to come sit on top of my tree. I, I still just, I don't understand. Because, like, are they metal bones that are protruding out of his back? No, I to, think... To, like, generate the light? I don't know. Uh, uh, he, he anyway. Went, he looked into the vortex, and the vortex looked back and gave him light wings. And... I'm sorry, what? <laughs> no, that, that's, uh, okay. that's what happened. <laughs> yeah. the, the black vortex. Just like the siege bellerist. Kind of, him. yeah, yeah. The, the boy had to go. The black vortex made him the best him that he could possibly be. And the right. best him he can possibly be is sort of is... steampunky designed metal framework <laughs> on light things. <laughs> you know, in some of these panels, he does kind of look like the monkeys from Wizard of Oz. Actually, you know what he <laughs> reminds me of? Uh,. The flying birds from Jurassic Park. A try. Oh, a pterodactyl? Pterodactyl. Or a pterodon? Yeah. <laughs> the return of Saron! <laughs> you'd wonder if, like, the rain would put them out. That's all I keep thinking. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, well, Laura, I'd love to fly you around, but it's raining today. Um, you might just want to take a taxi. Right. Oh, my or God. if they're electric. Wouldn't it shock oh, him? That, <laughs> right, right. Or you just see little like, pss, 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 like little sparks and and smoke coming off of his wings. Yeah. <laughs> oh, ridiculousness. Oh, well, anyway, then we turn the page and we get an awesome, not quite full page spread, but close, with a double snicked where Wolverine's like, "Drop me!" And Angel drops her and. She pops her claws and goes after the drone. I really thought this was just very visually stunning. Yeah, I think the way you said drop me then reminded me of Gimli in Lord of the Rings where he's like, toss me. Um, <laughs> I was like, oh. But no, no, you, this is, this. do you know what this feels like? I know it's not, but it feels like this issue's fastball special. Yeah, it like kind of does. Yeah. Um, and I was like, it's nice to see like a, you know, her being thrown into something. As 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 classic as Wolverine can get, and I, f- I I think the whole book looks striking. The rain really helps. Yes, it does. And the whole book just looks fantastic. Uh, yeah, I can just I can look at this page for a long time. And I think that yeah, so that's the image from the the title page. It's just flipped. But so she lands on the drone and she has trouble holding on to it. She's using her claws, but she's sliding down. And then we get a foot snicked, and she's able to save Ugh. herself. <laughs> foot snakes. I thought oh, it was boy. a good use of the foot claw. It is a good use of it. It makes sense, but it's horrible. <laughs> I wonder if that hurts her feet. And it does look like Every it's time. Just... Isn't that what you say? <laughs> and wouldn't it, like, discolor her um, nice little booties with, like, blood all over the place? Well, I never did that to Wolverine's gloves, so I don't know. But yeah, that yeah. must be really painful. I imagine all the all of them are really painful, but I just <laughs> mm. yeah. <laughs> it's 
sorry, I'm obsessing over the foot claws. Anyway, Dan's having you know, sympathy every, pains. His feet are hurting. Every time I see this um, war airship drone thing, it changes size in this book. Like yes. it feels like it's changing size, shifting size constantly. It does. That it does. But uh, she's gonna, she's gonna take it down, and she's just like Angel. Help everybody move. Yeah. <laughs> it's clearly just takes two people. Right. That's it. That's Here, follow me. One of which she looks like an old gypsy woman. <laughs> it looks like Hansel and Gretel. Yeah. <laughs> Saving them from the witch before. Right. <laughs> before the drone crashes into them. Yeah, she just, she just slices and dices the thing until it, it basically explodes into the street. And we get a very brutal crash landing where she clearly, like, breaks her neck. <laughs> well, it looks I mean, like physics. If, if her neck can be broken, anyway. It, yeah, definitely very ragdoll, for sure. She bounces a couple times. I mean, digs up some cobblestones. Ouch. Yep. And, of course... I wouldn't know. be shouting Laura because I'd be like, she's Wolverine. <laughs> she's like a Wolverine. <laughs> she's got a healing factor. She'll be fine. Right. But it's still gotta be hard to watch, especially if you're just a boyfriend. Um, yeah. <laughs> the cosmic boyfriend. The cosmic boyfriend. Aw. Yeah, but doesn't Angel still? I oh, know this. That was older Angel that can heal people. This is cosmic Angel. I don't think. Yeah, I don't think he can go all televangelist on anybody anymore. I like that her. I like that her suit is still on fire. Yeah, mm. her knees are on fire. <laughs> Friction burns. And we get another good conversation where she's like, wait, don't hug me. And uh, Angel's like, oh, uh, uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I like the little lightning bolt, the little lightning bolts of pain in her shoulder. Oh, that was cool. Yeah. It's kind of cartoony, but it works. Well, I like how after she explains, don't hug me because, you know, I've got this many broken ribs and whatnot. And he taps her on the head. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, awkward. Yeah. <laughs> But it felt real. Like, it felt like yeah. this is really a couple, and he's like, doesn't know how to respond, but he wants to do something. And so it's like, oh, that's the first thing he thinks of, and then immediately is like, this is a bad idea. <laughs> like, you're not my dog, you're my girlfriend, and I shouldn't be doing this, but you said not to hug you, and I don't know what else to do, so I'm just going to pat you on the head. I don't know. It just felt... I think we've had some moments like that. <laughs> right. Yeah. It happens. Yeah, it did. <laughs> And then she looks up and says, I didn't say stop. <laughs> naughty. That is. That's right. naughty. But then, right, okay, um, going back a panel when she talks about everything she's dislocated, broken, and blah, blah, blah. Um, so does she have antimantium claws, or are they just metal? And is her bone structure antimantium? <laughs> you know, I was trying to remember what they did with her. Because she definitely had antimantium at one point. I'm I sure thought so, it. yeah. But now it sounds like she doesn't. And she just has the claws? Which is a bit odd. Let's see what all Wikipedia has to say. Because I actually, I don't know this sounds weird, but I would actually prefer it if she didn't have her entire body laced, her entire skeletal structure laced with antimantium, and it is just the claws. Because... I think it is. I think it's just the claws. Because now she, there's more, um, uh, more threat to her. Technically, I know she'll heal, but right. it's not like Wolverine going into the sun, coming back and healing completely. <laughs> or, um, I always hear that. Blown up by a blown up by a nuke, 
for example. I feel like this one would be there's more threat to her, and therefore yeah. her stories will have more um, tension. I suppose yes, is the best right. word. So according to, uh, and I remember this now from the miniseries. Um, so after this clone, the twenty third clone worked. They took out the claws and encoded them and then reinserted them. So only the claws are adamantium. So her bones are normal. Yeah, she has normal bones. Not adamantium and not bird bones. Just normal people. <laughs> so yeah, so I guess she could have broke broke her ribs. So that makes sense. And it's nice that she takes a little time to heal as well. It's not just like insta-heal. Yes, I always like when the healing factor is a little slower. That's, that's always my preference. Yeah, the melting into the sun thing or the, the time when um he was blown up in a bomb and he came back from like one bone. Like I don't that's not my favorite use of the healing factor. No. Well and you had always said that, you know, they'd gotten kind of fast and loose with his healing factor. Oh yeah, no, he, he heals at the rate of plot. <laughs> yeah. But I do like that they're taking their time. And they even state that in the flashback. Like you know, you've done this to yourself. You're gonna. It's gonna take you to. He. It's gonna take you a while to heal. Yeah, and she's like, I'm ready. Yeah. Yeah. But, but they do address it that it's not a, it's not an automatic as soon as it happens kind of thing. So, that that's good. So they go back to try to retrieve the assassin. Uh, <laughs> I love the difference here between Angel and Wolverine, because he's like, excuse me, excuse, me, excuse me, like goodbye now. <laughs> Yeah, and Wolverine's like, move. <laughs> and so apparently, we get the feeling, or I got the feeling, at least Dan and Denise, that they kind of knew what they were expecting to find here, even though yeah. we as the reader maybe didn't. Because Angel's like, is it true? Yeah, I think they had speculation. Right. That maybe they themselves weren't 100% sure. Right. Mm-hmm. And so what do we get when we take off the mask? Well, a very... Um dead another <laughs> clone of Laura yeah I was kind of like oh no clones more clones I'm having a <laughs> horrible idea that we're going to go for another clone saga <laughs> but, um, but to go with the Mr. Sinister point I've just noticed the red triangle on, on yeah, her chest I did yeah, too yeah she was just pointing that out on the I'm like here. oh it's so much sinister now well, and it I could feel be. Like we it. do know he's like a cloning madman so it and it could it could link into the other because extraordinary X-Men is apparently going to be uh, having Mr. Sinister feature yes. and so it could be he could be the running villain of all the X-Books for a little bit that would be so cool as long as they do him good I'm always in favor of him showing up so as long as, long as, as he's got a top hat and a cane I don't mind <laughs> I do like the fancy Sinister <laughs> fancy Sinister is the best Sinister <laughs> so yeah so apparently there's um there's an army of, of Laura clones running around. So do you think then, let, let's, let's go into speculation mode. Do you think these are other, or do you think these are clones exactly of her? Or are these other clones like her that were attempts to clone Wolverine? I think they're clones of her. Okay. I don't think they're attempted clones of Wolverine. All right. Dan, what do you think? Are these are these other X twenty threes or other X twenty threes? I don't think they're X one through twenty two. Um, right. Okay. Um, I think uh, yeah, I, I agree uh, that they would probably be clones of her. Like they've got 
I was just looking at she's got scars on her face and everything. Um, and it's the idea oh, that she's yeah. like, she says that um, some bastard took a, took feeling away from her. It does feel like that she knows something of it of what's happening. Right. So the mystery has been set for us, <laughs> the readers, on who, what's going on and going down. That's true. All right, and of course, uh, Wolverine's mission is she's going to stop them and save them and so off they fly into the moon and that's our book so what did uh well let's talk about the art first what did everyone, what did everyone think of the art overall i loved it i thought it was great i think if you're gonna try and sell a new character uh new character in old clothes you gotta do some triple a really clean really dynamic art and i think they managed to totally nail that with this yeah i agree um, i think the book looks spectacular the art and the colors both are just really, really nice. Like, I just generally love the lighting. Like, from his wings, like, on the final panel, like, the, the, the subtlety of shade between... From, like, the light obviously generated by the giant day-glow wings, like, sort of affecting all the color from both of the costumes. I just think there's some really nice lighting choices. Makes it feel a little bit more cinem- cinematic, I suppose, is the best word. Right. To use. Yeah, I can see that. I also like how they drew the rain. Rain is a hard thing to draw, and you, it can look hokey after a while. And I think they did a good job illustrating it without going overboard. Yeah, I agree. It looked nice. And the the green sky was a nice touch mm-hmm. as far as just setting the mood and, and everything. I just, yeah, I thought this book looked stunning. I was really, really happy with just the way it came out visually. So what do we think of the story? Dan, what's your overall overall take on the on the plot and the dialogue and all that? Um, I think it hits the ground like the story. It hits the ground running and it doesn't stop. And I think it just catches... It caught me um, pretty much immediately. And I just love the way she's written. And it, it just... Hi- the, the fact that Angel's written like the girlfriend, just... I was like, this is, this is what I kind of wanted to see. But I didn't know I wanted to see. Yeah, is that I wanted to, I wanted her because she's in the panels near the end. She sounds like Wolverine would. Right. I know she's a clone of him and everything, but it's a lot. I have not really seen her sound or read her sound like him, if that makes any sense. And here she does sound like him, and I think that does a lot to like really flesh out a little bit more about her. And I think their relationship has awesome. Uh, Bantor, or whatever you want to call it, um, <laughs> and it's something, and it, that is the thing that I'm really drawn to, and I really want to see more of that. Um, Plot-wise, when clones are involved, I always get cautious right. when too many clones just turn up. But <laughs> you know, I, I inevitably will end up sighing when she ends up surrounded by about seven of her own clones, and they're all wearing <laughs> samurai swords. But um, until we get to that. <laughs> If we get to that issue, I think the mystery is interesting enough to keep anyone. And it's a really good new reader-friendly book as well, which people don't who review comics don't often talk about because they're too in, in, in engaged in the medium already. And I think, you know, it, it, you need to talk about the fact that is it okay for, like, an entry-level um, comic book reader who just, you know, has watched X-Men... Uh, Days of Future Past and gone, I like the guy with the claws. And you go, well, there's not a guy with claws, but there's a girl with claws that you might like. And um, I think it 
definitely has the new reader friendly like stamp of approval for most for the most part. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I think I think part of the that really helps that is that it does definitely hit the ground running. And it gives you enough of what you need to know through the flashback scene. It gives you enough background to say, okay, this is where she's coming from. But it really doesn't hinge the story on that. And the story is all about moving forward. And so you get a little hint of the past, but it's not really the plot. So I really enjoyed that. Um, and I think that's why I think I would agree with you that it does feel right for for new or old readers is that it's just a good story. It's just it's, It just kicks ass right out of the gate. And there's lots of action, lots of good dialogue. Denise, what do you what do you think of the plot? I agree. From if you were to just pick this book up and you'd never read anything about Wolverine, I think it does keep you interested. It gives you questions up front, like who is she talking to, but then it answers it, you know, a couple pages in. So you don't ever feel like you know, we've, we've read books where I'm like, well, are they ever going to answer this? <laughs> and it bothers me when certain things are not answered. And so I felt like it, it gave you questions and then answered them. It gave you a question and answered it. And they, they've ended with a great question that makes you go, hmm, okay, now what are they going to do? So from a plot standpoint, I love that. I love the fact that she's also not alone. I love the fact that she has Angel with her, which, you know, is such a contrast from Wolverine because he kind of always did his own thing. And here she's kind of got a partner. And in a way, it's not just a sidekick. This is a love interest. So there's even more um, involved in it uh, as far as emotions go. So I think overall this was a great start and a great way to set up the character. Yeah, you know, and and not to... Not to, I'm going to make a, I, coming up, I have a couple of DC comparisons coming up. But, you know, you talk about legacy. One of the things I kind of thought about, you know, you mentioned Wally West. I also thought about the stint, uh, a story I really loved when Dick Grayson was Batman for a while. And how about how he was still Batman, but he was doing Batman his way. And I feel like talking about like the partnership with Angel and kind of the, like she's still being Wolverine. Right. But she's doing it her way. It's not, I have to be off by myself all the time. I'm not going to torture myself, you know, that kind of thing. Like, I'm still going to honor what Wolverine was, and I'm still going to continue that, but it's going to be the way I want to do it. And I just, I thought that was really cool. What did y'all think about, it was really the only, the only major criticism I've seen in this book is people didn't feel like the dialogue felt like Laura. And I think that's based on, I don't know, Dan, I don't know if you remember, um, if you ever read any of the NYX series. Yep. Yep. But she was, you know, and we, we alluded to this earlier. You talked about earlier, about how she was kind of just the silent badass who never really talked. And because of all the trauma she went through and whatever, she just never really talked. And here she's, she's pretty talkative. She's not like, Spider-Man or, or God forbid Deadpool quippy but I mean she's she's decent conversationalist in this magazine and um that's kind of different than maybe what we've seen from her in the past she's definitely more talkative but I, I guess you know it's funny because you compared her to Cassandra Kane earlier and I kind of remember this same complaint because for a long time she was like people thought 
that Batgirl, when she was Batgirl, was mute. And then she kind of gradually started talking a little bit. And people were like, okay, fine. And then she kind of grew a personality. And people were like, well, wait a second. She's supposed to, like, not say anything and be the silent assassin and la, 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 la. You know, I think people wanted kind of that, like, uh, from G.I. Joe, that Snake Eyes thing, that just kind of silent badass. Yeah, but, okay, let's think about this for a second. She's in a relationship now. Right. No, I agree. I'm so not, you can't be the silent type. There's no relationship to that. Right, exactly. And I think also, for, for better or for worse, as bad as the Wolverine's weekly series was, I think the Laura character arc in that was, okay, here I am with all these other quote-unquote Wolverine people. And yeah... To various degrees, some of them are okay, but they're all pretty shitty people. Right. And here I am trying to actually be like a hero with Wolverine's powers. And I think she kind of realized that she had to step above kind of what she was around. And so I think part of that natural progression is she's going to grow into a person who can, you know, regardless of what her past was, she's not going to let that define her. She's going to try to embrace life. I mean, this, even the, the cheesy little foreword in this book was like, you know, she's rising from the ashes of her past to be an all-new Wolverine, you know. And it's, I don't know, I, I think, so in that regard, I kind of disagree with the criticism. I think it's natural for her to be more talkative in this book. What do you, what do you think, Dan? I think um, it's a natural progression from what Bendis was doing with her. Yes. With Angel, Angel opening, her, opening her up more uh, as a person. Like, like, like uh, the idea, you know, She's in, like you said, she's in a relationship, and he has helped her open up emotionally. And for all those who want silent assassins, uh, they'll only work for so many issues before you <laughs> <Right>. literally <laughs> get bored. You will get bored because there is no character development. There is just the mission, and right. how dull. I know some people are like, oh no, it'd be amazing. That book will tank like no one, no one else's. That's why Cassandra Kane started speaking. Because she was silent for the first couple of issues, like first oh, like maybe twenty six. issues, right? Or she, was it not that long? The, I felt like it was a long time, but maybe it wasn't. No, it was long because she started off silent and then she started thinking with oh, like little, right, right. little um, pitches, and then it was like little words, and then they wrote that horrible storyline of she's no longer a better fighter now she can speak because you know because the reason she doesn't speak is she devotes her entire life on fighting and therefore she's amazing and that was just a mess and she didn't like she it's not fair to say that bad girl series was bad but no it kind of proves the rule of having such a badass character maybe should only be as a backup character or like (laughs) a side character um and i at the end of the day, she is a clone of Wolverine, and there is going to be a moment, no matter how you play it, nature versus nature, nature whatever you want to do, is that she's going to have his characteristics. Right. And um, the way she talks here, she's not like... Of course, she's the star of a book. She's going to have to at least have four, four lines of dialogue. But like, <laughs> I don't think she's super chatty. No, no, I don't like, know. I've I've seen a few people that said that as well, where it's like, oh, she talks, she talks too much. Where's like the Laura? And I'm like, well, the Laura I knew from like New X Men was a part of an ensemble cast. She was allowed to be silent, you know. And when she was alone with Hellion, they would have conversations. That's about it. Right. Um, this is a totally different. She's gone through a lot, 
and it has been eight months since the end True. of the sequel was. True. So you know, and I, I generally don't care. She still, to me, she still sounds. She still seems like Laura. Yeah. Because she never wanted to be like Wolverine. A sense, like she, maybe she does want. Because I never read all the Wolverines. Yeah. Okay. She wants to honor his legacy, and put on the costume, but she still, you know, sounds like herself. She's still that sort of slightly sort of Wolverine-esque girl, I suppose is the best way to... <laughs> to, to uh, but I, I like it. I think it's great. And I think it's going it, to... It's their relationship which is going to sell the book for me. Um, yes. It looks. It does look amazing. I'm on board for the art. But at the end of the day, the main plot's about clones, which basically turns half of me off anyway. Um, <laughs> so I am literally here on the fact that they had amazing dialogue together. This is actually gen like I think you said it, Denise where you said it was like real. It felt real. Yeah. Like a real couple. It does. It feels like how I would speak. You know. And I imagine you two would speak together and <laughs> I, I'm it does feel on the head real. Now. <laughs> and it's awkward. <laughs> and it's awkward banging each other's hands. Um, depending on the situation I suppose. Anyway, um <laughs> But uh, no, I, I, I just I they can all shut up because whenever <laughs> fanboys get what they want, it's always horrible. Right. Anyway, so I think one of the things also this book was fun. It was, and fun. I think that's where kind yes. of the, the X twenty three full length series that kind of just kind of dwindled into nothing over time is because that book was very very serious, and I think you can have a serious character and even a serious plot but still have a book that feels vibrant and alive and fun. And I think this book kind of does all of that together. I think that's where it succeeded as a first issue and succeeded in saying, hey, this is not just a book I have to read for the podcast. I'm like genuinely excited to see what happens next. And I I want to read this. And, you know, I I think the mixture of the serious and the lighthearted. And a lot of that, Dan, like you said, goes back to the relationship. You know, it's funny. I uh, Right before we recorded, I, I read All New, All Different Avengers. And I thought it was a pretty good comic. The, the first part was fine. But my favorite part about that issue was the quote-unquote backup between Miss Marvel and Nova. Because it felt like two kids genuinely trying to, like, interact and they didn't really know how and you throw in the whole superhero thing and intensified the awkwardness and I don't know maybe that's just the place where I am in my reading right now but those types of things those relationships those conversations those are the things that sell me sometimes even more so than is this a cool plot like to me the story is more about the people and what they're doing versus what their mission is for that particular issue yeah, I think um, I think fun and if you, I do not read Wolverine. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. I do not read Wolverine. It's not that I hate him or anything. I do find him the last decade. I found him quite annoying. But um, this is the first time I'm picking up a Wolverine book in like 15 years, maybe. I don't know. It's been a while, and. It feels like both a Wolverine sort of style book, but it feels completely different because of Laura. And I think that's going to be important, bringing people like me back to that franchise. Right. So, 
I think it's a, I, f- I think it's just been really successful. Yeah. Well, and to your point, I've been reading Wolverine nonstop forever, and it had the same appeal to me. So I think, you know, obviously we're just two people in a in a very large sea, but I think as a reader who was kind of tired of Wolverine and a reader that was still enjoying Wolverine, I think this book appeals to both. I think it has a good mix of what people who already love Wolverine will like and what people who kind of want something different will also like. And I, I think in that regards, you have to you have to say the book did a really good job. I agree. All right. <laughs> cool. Well, Dan, I will let you go first. What do you want to grade all new Wolverine number one? Because I, it is all new. Uh, I don't want to ruin your grade system out of six claws, but because I discount foot claws, I shall give it four out out of four claws. That works. It gets gets full marks because it's beautiful to look at. It's really just like well put put together. Um, Visually, it can tell the story. The characters emote on the panels. The dialogue's fun. The book's fun. I'm even interested in a clone story, which is something I don't think I've ever said <laughs> since the last time, since the last time I read a clone story, and um, I just I'm I'm really up for it. I I, I am going to be there. The, the front cover to issue two looks amazing yeah, as well, it does. like really does. And I want some, yeah, I want I, I want more Laura. Like I'm really looking forward to all new X Men now because she's going to be part of that cast and right. I hope they fling her on the Avengers at some point <laughs> as well. So well, you got to have I a Wolverine you... analog at some point, right? Exactly. That's if, that's if Marvel allows it. <laughs> 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 if she's not killed off by another mutant. Right. Killing virus. Right. But, um, yeah. Full marksman. Cause for an issue one, it was, just, it's the best comic I've read this week. So awesome. So there you go. Cool. Well, Janice, when are you going to grade all-new Wolverine number one? I'm going to give it six out of six. As far as a female character, I think this is one of the best female characters out there right now that's inspiring to women and doesn't degrade them. I also like how they're introducing her character, and I like the fact that she has a love interest. Yeah, it just overall, it's written wonderfully. I love everything that it's about, and it's beautiful art. So six out of six. Okay, well, I'm going to round this out with a consensus. I'm going to also give it a six out of six claws for all new Wolverine number one. So, inevitably, someone didn't like this as much. So I would like to hear uh, if anyone has a dissenting opinion, they want to tweet at us or send us on Facebook or whatever, let us know, and um, we'll talk about it next time. But um, until then, Dan, man, thank you so much for coming back on. Uh, Why don't you give... Your, uh, your assortment of plugs. Um, it's been a pleasure. Um, thank you for having me. Uh, plugs. I am terrible at plugs. They're, they're the ones, the better ones. Um, I come from, you probably have heard, us, heard of us by now, I come from the Intercomics Podcast. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at Intercomics Pod. Uh, you can go on SoundCloud and find us, just Intercomics Podcast. iTunes, we're on there somewhere, um, just Intercomics Podcast. We're on somewhere else. Just type it into Google and you'll find it. Um <laughs> We have a website which, as you can probably guess, is in the comics podcast. Um, I would say you can have my Twitter, but I will keep my adage of um, you find me anyway, so don't need to 
intending to do that. Um, uh, don't send any abuse to anyone <laughs> just because you disagree with us. Like some people always do to me. Bless <laughs> me. But, um, uh, and just go about go out and buy. Ignore your feelings about people changing the sex or colour of characters to make them into legacy characters. Go out and buy all new Wolverine. Let's yes. just, just go and do it. Just have fun for once, people. And stop moaning about someone going. In my day, Wolverine was a man. He's still a man. He's, he's, wander- he's you know, he's, he's wandered around somewhere. But you know, he's also at this moment in time happens to be his clone. How how closer could you get to Logan? At least That's it's not true. some random. At least it's not Mary Jane. Yeah, it is not no, her niece. Costume. I mean, she's she's actually rib from his rib or whatever. I don't know. Pop <laughs> <laughs> a biblical uh, cloning of the yeah. weapon. <laughs> biblical <laughs> cloning hashtag. Um. <laughs> Anyway, um, as usual, uh, you can like our Facebook page for the podcast to go snicked. Um, Twitter is at snickcast. Our webpage with show notes and stuff is uh, snickcast at podbean.com. And um, before we go, before I, before I wrap up the episode, I just want to say happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Dan the Whamcole. <laughs> Happy birthday to you. <laughs> anyway, by the time this comes out, we'll probably miss your birthday, but since we're recording so close to it, I wanted to... It just to, uh, means that when it comes out, your entire fan base will have... <laughs> Give me a happy birthday on like four or five days later. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be like the gift that keeps on giving. I'm like, yay! <laughs> my birthday's still going. <laughs> I could just tell people, I'm like, well, Twitter says it's my birthday, so you can all go. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Thank you. I love you all. Oh, bless. Yes. Well, thank you very much, Dan. Um, we will um, find some way to keep your input on the rest of the series as we go through it. We may not be able to do a full episode every time, but we will do something. So well, when the baby comes, maybe Dan could be me. Okay. I, and I go on maternity leave. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we will see. We will we will work something out because I definitely want to uh, keep you involved because if nothing else, just to see if you're still liking the series. So we will do that. But until next time, Hugs and snicks, everybody. Bye. Bye bye. <laughs> Hugs and snicks is like the best thing. We don't know how to start. Sometimes we're just like, bye. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta have a call bye. sign. <laughs>